0: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Friday, January 20th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Booker, we're going to give the uh, O-linemen a lot of love on today's show. We'll also get into uh, the Jim Harbaugh stuff uh, and and some other stuff. But I want to start off with the offensive line for the Buckeyes in 2023. Let's start with the man in the middle. With them losing Luke Whipler, do you think they're going to move Matt Jones over to center? Do you think they might go with Jacob James? Uh, Carson Hensman's going to be in the mix there. Uh, They just got the transfer from Louisiana Monroe, who we'll talk about in a little bit, who's played center. Who do you think is going to be the center?
1: That's a great question, Dave. I think it's going to be a battle. I think they're going to try to figure out who are their five best offensive linemen as they head into spring ball. From the sounds of it, um, Justin Fry really likes to transfer. That's coming over. Uh, The words that really stood out to me that – He's going to develop him to get him get him into the NFL, and he is going to have flawless technique. That's something you definitely want to hear. So it, it bodes well for the interior of the offensive line, Dave. I think they definitely have the bodies to be able to move guys around. Uh, I do. I do think Matt Jones coming back gives you the luxury. Of being able to use him as a swing interior lineman, he can go from the center position because that's what his natural position was in high school. He was a uh, high school all-American at the center position, and then obviously we've seen what he can do at the guard position. Thought he played really well uh, in the in the bowl game against Georgia. So I, I do think that if you're to ask me today, I I believe the Louisiana the um, transfer kid is going to be one that probably wins the starting job because he has the life reps. He has the, he has the, um, the games against what, what was it? Alabama that he played against uh, yeah. this, this past season, but he was more of a, a tackle. I don't think he's a tackle here. He's not tall enough. Doesn't have the length. Um, but But you look at you look at Matt Jones, I think he's going to be probably your right starting tackle or right guard. And then you're going to have, you know, obviously your your bell cow at your left guard. So I do think the offensive line is starting to shape up to be, you know, deep on the interior, a little lacking in numbers at the tackle positions. But overall, I do believe Justin Fry will have those guys playing at a high level, especially with him, you know, kind of being elevated to the run game coordinator.
0: Yeah, like you said, Victor Cutler, um, the young man they picked up from Louisiana, Monroe, uh, was the starting left tackle there this past season and played really well. But like you said, at six foot three, 302 pounds, I don't see him playing left tackle at Ohio (laughs) State. Um, But it was interesting to hear what you said about um, you think he's going to be the starting center and they're going to keep Matt Jones at right guard. Um, Get more into like uh, Cutler. Like, what do you think of that pickup? And do you think they're now done adding offensive linemen from the portal?
1: I don't think they're done. I still believe that they not, they need to try to swing for another offensive tackle because the depth there is severely lacking. I know there's been a lot of talk about Donovan Jackson potentially moving out to a tackle position. That is an option if you want to try to see if – Jackson can hold up at the tackle position with Fryers, your other tackle. That's one. Um, I believe Zim Mikowski is going to be another guy who's going to really push for a starting uh, position. And then Tegra, the uh, you know the highly regarded offensive tackle out of Cincinnati, I believe that he's going to be a guy that they're that's going to push for a starting tackle position. He was the number one offensive lineman coming out in 2021. They're extremely bullish on him. Think that he has the potential. Needs to get stronger in the weight room. So I I do think they have bodies, Dave, and I I know a lot of fans are kind of freaking out when it comes to the offensive line. I just think that they need time. They're they're going to get developed under Justin Fry, and they just need to continue to get stronger because everyone has to keep in mind the offensive line is one of the hardest positions uh, to kind of make that jump from high school to college. It's always going to take those guys a little bit more time than what you're going to see from a skill position player. Well, you nailed it. I mean, like I was going to ask you about left tackle, and, and you you you
0: beat me to that. Yeah, there's been a lot of smoke that, that Donovan Jackson could could swing out there. Now he's not he's only about six foot four, um, yeah. you know, so that's not your typical left tackle. Though you see in the NFL, there's six foot four tackles. I mean The Bengals uh, have two six foot four tackles. Both of them are hurt right now. Jonah Williams and uh, Lyle Collins are both just six four, um, but now they got Jackson Carmen in there. Big old Jackson Carmen might be playing left tackle for him this week. In fact, probably will be. Um, so get more into that. You think uh, it'll be Donovan Jackson, Zen Mihalski, Um, Who do you think is going to be the left tackle? We'll get more into that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if Donovan Jackson has the length and the feet to be a premier left tackle in this league. Can he do it potentially because he is extremely talented? I just don't know if if he can hold up on that edge there. I do think Zen Mikowski has that length, has that size. Um, he's a guy that came in a little bit underrated if you look at his rankings compared to where Ohio State kind of views him in the, the big scheme of picture because they, they really think they got a gem out of him. And if it's true with his size at six six out there with his length, if he can, you know, w- if he can hold up and practice and show that he can handle the speed rush, I do think that Zen could potentially be your your left tackle with Fryer being your right tackle. And I would tell you this, Dave, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they give Fryer a look at the left tackle as well because when he came in there for um, when he came in there for spot duty this year, I thought he played really well, um, and I, I I think Fryer has the potential to be an All Big Ten type of offensive lineman. He's just one of those gritty can get he he loves to play in the trenches he loves to get down and dirty as a junkyard dog I just love his game and think that he has the potential to be a a linchpin on that offensive line there but you know as we go through these names Dave you know I start to get excited because yeah they, they may not have a ton of experience because you're losing two NF three NFL offensive linemen but I truly believe the talent is there and I have uh, the faith that Justin Fry is really going to get those guys developing, and playing at a high level. All
0: right, I'm answering a question here on, on the live uh, broadcast for those who are listening just to the podcast version. We have a question from Tony on YouTube. Uh, wants to know if the field turf will be replaced before spring practice. They actually have already replaced it, both uh, you know in the in the Woody and then at the Horseshoe. It was actually they had replaced it before last season. So there you go. Hold on, uh, let me
1: um, let me let me go back to that, Dave. I think what he's referring to is because Ohio State has had a historic amount of high injuries this year, and the NFL Players Union they are making a huge push in the NFL to do away with the turf that Ohio State has because they believe that it creates a significantly high amount of injuries. So right now, a lot of people are saying like, well, if the NFL is preaching, NFLPA is saying, hey do away with this type of field turf, then this is something that Ohio State should absolutely look at because if you look at all of the injuries and everything that Ohio State has endured this year, they a lot of people believe that that is probably one of the root causes on why Ohio State has so many injuries throughout the season from the beginning of the season all the way towards the end from replacing that field turf inside the woody at the practice fields and the game field. I'm glad you
0: corrected me on that. You know, it's, it, that'll be interesting. Now, I, I, I'm not joking when I say that if the NFL believes that, the NFL should foot the bill for it, right? I mean, they get a free minor league. Imagine Major League Baseball having a free minor league. They'd love that. Um, NFL gets a free minor league with college. They should be the ones to replace it. These are their future players. Because, um, frankly, with, you know, everything that's going on at Ohio State, do we actually believe they just replaced it last year? Do we think they're going to replace it all over again? I mean, do you think that's even feasible? Maybe it is.
1: I mean, knowing Gene Smith and and the way they operate as far as the athletic department, and they like to be penny pinchers here, I don't think they're going to replace it. Do I think they should? I absolutely think they should. If if players are – if they're saying that, hey, this type of – artificial field is causing a significant amount of injuries then i i truly believe that this some this needs to be something looked at because the injuries that we saw this year dave i've never seen a year where so many guys were constantly injured i mean guys weren't even getting injured in the games it was hey this guy is unavailable because he got injured in practice and you have to finally take a step back and ask yourself why is this person getting hurt so bad? So I do believe that there is a, a different grade of the field turf that they're looking at, um, that people believe that is a little bit more safer than what they have right now. But as far as Gene Smith ripping that up after one year, I just can't see it happen the way those guys love the penny pinch.
0: And listen, we have a like a, you know, the comments are being flooded with, we want grass, we want grass, we want grass. Here's the problem. Ohio stadiums, Field is now below the floodplain so I'm told it's like impossible to grow grass there and also you're not getting a lot of sunlight but I hear they could do it you know with the lack of sunlight it's more that it's below the floodplain so I think it's got to be like the type of field turf that you're talking about that the NFL uh, is pushing if you can't have real grass there's a better alternative than what they have right now Um, but you know again I think at the I think the NFL should foot the bill for it I really do. Because I don't think now if Ohio State could foot the bill for it, they should.
1: How about this, Dave? How about the Big Ten put the bill? I mean, they're about to they're about to bring in multi multi billion dollars TV deal. If if you're the new commissioner in the Big Ten, why don't you, you know, partner up with the NFL and say, Hey, what is your research? What is your science is seeing? Because as we progress, progressed Dave, this field turf that they've been playing on, it's been around you know for 20 years. Obviously, the science is starting to get better. So if people are seeing that, hey, maybe this is a root cause for a lot of soft tissue and ligament injuries, then maybe there could be an alternative to that. So if you're the Big Ten commissioner and you really want to make a splash and say, hey, we're putting the athletes and the players first, the guys who are uh, bankrolling every athletic department in the conference, we're going to go ahead and foot the bill and go and pay for it ourselves. I like it. You just come up with great ideas as always. All right, let's get into this.
0: Um, Jim Harbaugh, accused of lying to the NCAA. Now everybody says, oh, is getting in trouble for are you buying a kid a hamburger. That's not what it's about. Like, if it was just that, it'd be nothing. Um, but um, it's the lying to the NCAA, as Jim Trussell can tell you, that, that gets you in trouble. Now, Harbaugh's saying, I didn't lie. Uh, I just forgot. And good luck proving that, right, if you're the NCAA, that he, even if he does remember, He's saying he doesn't. Um, so how are you going to prove that he's lying? Um, so is
1: this a nothing burger,
0: pun intended?
1: Yesterday I was reading that they're they're pretty much at a stalemate because Jim is Jim is doubling down. It's like I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember lying to you. And the NCAA is like, oh yes, you did. You misled us. Is it bad for me to say, Dave, that? I'm kind of rooting for Jim here. I mean, and the the reason I say that is because I believe the NCAA is so corrupt. You look at what's going on, you know, down in the South. You look at USC, that is a massive um, instigator when it comes to tampering. Nothing's done. Uh, I'm sure you look at the Jalen Rashada. He's clearly getting offered pay for play upwards to $13 million. Nothing. You look at what happened at LSU when, you know, they were using – uh funds from the from the local children's hospital and using it to you know give to football players nothing now jim harbaugh i don't find i don't think anything is wrong with him buying the kid a hamburger especially when kids are walking around with millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bank account driving from Bentley's in, and, and, dri- and driving driving benley like i think it's right. absolutely ridiculous that they're even investigating them for that right. and to be frank I was at the mind frame of I always thought the NCAA was toothless. I would I wish Jim Smith, uh, Gene Smith and Ohio State would have thumbed their nose at, at the NCAA during the Trestle era and said, "I see nothing, I know nothing, don't ask me anything." Uh, type of attitude. And if they did, if they went about it that way, the Ohio State probably would have had that national championship game against Notre Dame instead of taking the bowl ban. Uh, so to me, I, I just think that Jim is. Jim was probably an idiot for lying in the first place about something so little. It'd probably just been a, a minor slap on the wrist, like, Oh yeah, I bought the kid a burger, so what? You know, go go uh, go off and find something else to do. And that have been, you know, the end of it. But I kind of like him just thumbing his nose at the NCAA and said, Hey, I don't know anything. You know, go go do some investigation to somebody who's actually committing major crimes here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the only thing I'll say is it's Michigan fans reveled in Trestle, you know, that was so minor in retrospect, and they reveled in it. So it's hard for me to like say, like, I'd back Jim on this, but yeah, I kind of do too. I kind (laughs) of do too. I mean, I know know. ridiculous. Like, it's absolutely as you outlined, you got kids that are being bought for like 13 million, at least promise that, and then Florida reneges on it. And then, like, I know it's not the school itself, but the collective, and the NCAA does nothing about that. But they come. They're coming at Michigan for this, but you know it's 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 ridiculous. It really is. It really is. All right. I yeah. want to go here. I want to get your thoughts on this. So, um, any of the early departures like Luke Whippler surprise you? I think that's the only one that maybe surprised me a little bit. Or some of the guys that are coming back surprise you, like Tommy Eichenberg or anybody. Any, any of the early departures or uh, returnees um, surprise you for the Buckeyes?
1: Um, I think uh, Luke was probably the only one that surprised me, so I agree with you there. I thought, you know, you rarely see a center uh, leave early. You look at the Iowa center. He stayed all through his college career, and he was drafted in the, in the later rounds there, and he was, a, he was a pretty later in the first round. It was either late first or, or second to Iowa center. So I'm surprised. Um, he must have got a really good grade from the NFL. The other guys, I, I'm, I was a little surprised that Tommy came back. Uh, To be honest, because I don't know how much left he has in him. I thought that he took an absolute beating this year. The way that Jim knows uses linebackers, he never rotates them. So with him out there playing with pretty much two broken hands um, and just gutting it through, I thought that was, uh, you know, pretty courageous out of him and thought that he would go to the NFL and cash in. But those are probably the only two. Hey, and for the people saying it's not cold out here in Arizona, it's 38 degrees out right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Wow, like we got basically the same weather. It's like 33 here in Columbus. So,
1: it's, hey, it's yeah. chilly out here in the mornings right now.
0: Man, 38. Yeah, it is chilly for out there. Yeah, I, I, I spent many a, a holiday out there um, covering the Buckeyes. They're home away from home, the Fiesta Bowl. Um, I've been out there many times, and usually it's very nice. The last time we were out there in 2019, it was like in the 40s and 50s all week, and it was like, what's going on here? You guys are in the 30s? All right, yeah, we're 33 here in the, the capital city of Ohio. Um, all right, let me let me get you out of here on this one. So, there was a lot of smoke that Larry Johnson was going to retire. I mean, I guess it could still happen. Maybe they're going to wait till after signing day, but they're not late signing day. It doesn't even sound like they're going to sign anybody late signing day. They all just right. can roll with the 20 they got. Um, so I guess it's, I guess Larry's coming back for another year. Is that what you're hearing?
1: It, it looks like it, Dave. I mean, he's out on a recruiting trail right now, going after a 2024 kid in Illinois. So, who's looking to potentially commit within the next? two weeks, I believe. Um, so if Larry's out there on the recruiting trail right now, I mean, to me, that tells me that he he's going to be back another year. So, um, I just look at it as a situation that let Larry decide when he wants to retire. I mean, I think he's earned that type of respect. I know a lot of people look at the, the misses that we had at the defensive end position over the last, this last recruiting cycle with the big three. I think that is more of NIL. Um, where Larry had did an excellent job building those relationships. So I, I, I think Larry will be back um, and hopefully he can get those guys to um, plan at a high level. One thing I, I would like to see though, is can we get, you know, those younger guys more in the rotation day when it comes to Larry, that's my only gripe there. Um, I just think that, you know, Caden Curry, those type of guys should have been seeing the field a little bit more this year. And if that's the if he's going to come back, Give me some Kenyatta Jackson. Get some, give me some Amari Abar. some of those younger guys that are extremely talented, get them with a deep rotation. But other than that, I haven't heard anything about Larry potentially departing. Yeah, I'm excited about those second-year, rising second-year defensive linemen, you know, the three DNs um,
0: and then Hero Canoe. I actually did a piece on Hero Canoe yesterday for the site. I'm going to do one on Kenyatta Jackson. I got one coming on uh, Amari Abor. Um, interviewed all those guys at media day down in Atlanta for peach bowl media day. Great stuff. As always from Jonah Booker, really appreciate it. Jay book. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners really appreciate you guys. If you like the show, like subscribe, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Thanks again to Jay book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend.